Good morning. Today is Thursday, January the 4th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the first quarter of 2024. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called Psalms. Today we're studying lesson number one, and the reading for today is called The World of the Psalms. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings you give us every day and your love and your care. And this morning, as we're about to study this Bible study guide, we ask you to send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's reading begins with a question, and we're supposed to read several Psalms. Psalms 16.8, Psalms 44.8, Psalms 46.1, Psalms 47.1 and 7, Psalms 57.2, Psalm 62, 8, Psalm 82, 8, and Psalm 121, 7. And here's the question. What place does God occupy in the psalmist's life? What place does God occupy in the psalmist's life? So we'll start with 16, 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. So God occupies the right hand of this, of this psalmist. Uh, first place. Psalm 44, 8, in God we have boasted continually, and we will give thanks to your name forever. Selah. So, someone in whom you boast about, you brag about God. This is my God. Uh, Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So, God occupies help for the psalmist in that verse. Psalm 47, 1 and 7. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. So God is the king of the earth, and he deserves praise. Psalm 57, 2. I cry out to God most high. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. So uh, God is the most high who fulfills his purpose for me. For the psalmist. Psalm 68, 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. So God occupies a place of a refuge for the psalmist in this verse. Psalm 82, 8. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. So uh, God is the judge who will inherit all inherit all the nations. And finally, Psalm 121, 7. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. So, uh, the Lord God is the defender of evil, and he will keep us, uh, or in, the, in this case, the psalmist, um, his life. The world of the Psalms is wholly God-centered. It seeks to submit in prayer and praise all life experiences to God. God is the sovereign creator, the king and judge of all the earth. He provides all things for his children. Therefore, he is to be trusted at all times. Even the enemies of God's people ask, where is your God when God's people seem to be failing? Just as the Lord is ever-present and never-failing God of His people, so God's people have God always before them. Ultimately, the Psalms envision the time when all peoples and the entire creation will worship God. The centrality of God in life produces the centrality of worship. The worship in which the Psalms lived was fundamentally different from worship as understood by many people today. 
Because worship in the biblical culture was the natural and undisputed center of the entire community's life. Therefore, everything that happened, both good and the bad, in the life of God's people inevitably was expressed in worship. God hears the psalmist, wherever he may be, and responds to him in his perfect time. The psalmist is aware that God's dwelling place is in heaven, but at the same time, God dwells in Zion, in the sanctuary among his people. God is at the same time far and near everywhere and in his temple, hidden and disclosed. In the Psalms, these apparently mutually exclusive characteristics of God are brought together. The psalmist understood that proximity and remoteness were inseparable within the true being of God. The psalmist understood the dynamics of this spiritual tension, their awareness of God's goodness and presence amid wherever they were experiencing. Voy a empezar ahí de nuevo. The psalmist understood the dynamics of his of, otra vez. The psalmist understood the dynamics of this spiritual tension. Their awareness of God's goodness and presence amid whatever they were experiencing is what strengthens their hope while they wait for God to intervene, however and whenever He chooses to do so. And now we finish the reading for today with a couple of questions. How can the Psalms help us understand that we cannot limit God to certain aspects of our existence only? And so as we read the Psalms, we find out that they talk about God in so many different ways aspects. And it he goes far beyond what we see and what we hear and what we experience. It's not just about what we experience in our existence about God, but God is far beyond that. And we see these things in the Psalms. The second question, what might be parts of your life in which you are seeking to keep the Lord at a distance? Mm. That is a very, very good question. And that is a question that we all have to examine. And a good way of examining is saying, God, what am I failing to surrender to you? What part of my life do I want you to be at a distance? Is it with my entertainment? Is it with what I eat? Is it with what I wear? Is it with what I speak? Is it with what I watch? Is it with what I read? Is it with what I listen to? What aspects of my life, is there a part of my life where I want you close, but also a part where I want you far away? God, I really don't need you to interfere with what I eat or with what I drink or with what I wear. I really don't want you to interfere in, in my relationships with, with other people. Is there something? And the fact is, that we need to ask God to show us because at the end of the day, when somebody else shows us, it's hard for us to listen. It really is. Even if that person is our friend, even if that person loves us, it's hard to listen to somebody else when they notice something in our lives that needs to, to be improved. Uh, it really is hard for us to do that. And so it is good for us to seek God out and pray this prayer and say, God, what is it in my life where I'm trying to keep you at a distance? Show me, help me see what it is that you want me to do that I have not done yet or that I've not given up or something that I'm doing that you want me to stop that I haven't given up. Show me. And so we need to ask God to help us and we need to ask him 
to help us to surrender to Him and help us to have uh, a nature uh, that is teachable, a teachable spirit. God, teach me, show me, help me. You do it. And so part of this has to do with also distrusting ourselves. I can't trust myself to be able to, to be a good judge of me. I can't do that. I have to be asking God. And so something that I encourage you to do, I do this on a daily basis. I ask God, God, help me to distrust myself so I can trust you completely and I can depend on you completely. And so that's something that we should all be asking for. And I ask him for that, one, because I found out I should be asking. And two, I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time. I like to trust myself. And so I really need God's help in doing that. I fall and I trust myself. Oh God, help me to distrust myself. Because you know, when I trust myself, that's when I fail. I need to always trust in God. And so I encourage you to do that also, to ask God to help you to distrust yourself and ask Him to show you what part in your life you need to surrender to Him. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to help us to distrust ourselves so we can trust you completely and so we can depend on you completely. We ask you to show us what part in our lives we want you at a distance. What part in our lives have we not surrendered to you? Show us, Father, and make us teachable. Help us not to make excuses for those things that you show us. Help us to surrender them to you and help us to be teachable. And Father, we ask you to show that thing for to us. We ask you to be the one that guides us. Because so often when, when someone else shows us or someone else talk, tells us something, or when we hear from another human, uh, the, the human nature in me is to not want to listen. So help me listen to you. We want you to be the one that shows us. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us, protect us from any harm, and keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning as we continue studying this new Bible study guide. It's called Psalms. Thank you, and God bless you.